uh, go for launch. Five. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Four. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. This whole thing is insane. Three. Quiet, please. I am analyzing. Where's the kaboom? Two. There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. One. Twentieth Century Fox and George Lucas bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Stop that ship! Blast them! I've forgotten how much I hate space travel. Here they come. They're coming in too fast! The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'll come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. Good luck. Hit the And villains. No! And aliens from a thousand worlds. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you near scrap pile. Star Wars. A billion years in the making. The Force will be with you. Always. Greetings, my fellow galactic travelers. And welcome back to Planet 8. This is your mission commander, Larry, speaking to you from our hidden base. Chief Engineer Bob is here by my side as always in the command center. And circling Planet 8 in our orbital spy satellite is Reconnaissance Officer Karen. This episode, we are thankful for Star Wars. Last year around this time, we were thankful for Star Trek. We still are. If you haven't heard that episode, be sure to check it out. This year, we're going to get into Star Wars, all things Star Wars, canon and beyond. Uh, our very special guest, recently promoted. Hopefully, you were able to um, be part of the promotion ceremony at the Seven Stars Bar and Grill. Formerly Ensign Debbie, now Lieutenant Debbie, is joining the podcast for the very first time. A round of applause. Thank you. Good to be here. 
So not only are we thankful for Lieutenant Debbie being part of the Planet 8 crew, we are thankful for Star Wars. Straight away, we're going to kick it over to Chief Engineer Bob. Bob, what it is, what is it? See, I did my Yoda impersonation right there. (laughs) What is it about Star Wars that you are thankful for? Well, I mean, it's obviously one of the better franchises as far as films go. As of this podcast, I think we're just about a month away from the ninth yes. Star Wars film, not counting like Solo and Rogue One and the, the sideline ones. Um, but, you know, consider that has taken over, what, 1977 until now? So 42 years? Amazing, isn't it? 42 years of Star Wars. So there's about, you know. I hate to say it, it was about 17 years of my life that did not have Star Wars in it. So, yeah, for the majority of all our lives, there's always been Star Wars. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think, obviously, I came on it with the first film, you know, The New Hope, when that first came out. And it was not even known as The New Hope yet. It was just Star Wars. Nope. Just Star Wars. And uh, that's what I call it. Me too. Let's <laughs> call it Star Wars. Yep. And I think I told the story before, but I was on a bowl. I used to bowl quite a bit. And I was in a bowling tournament out in Stockton, California. And it was a weekend-long tournament, and we had Saturday night, nothing to do. It's like, well, let's go watch Star Wars. That was the weekend it had come out. So, uh, yeah, we went. We checked out Star Wars, and we were just blown away by it. Uh, the only thing I had seen before of it was a trailer that uh, Bob Wilkins showed at a space con here right. in, in the Bay Area. And, uh, you know, just seeing the, the trailer, um, you know, the ships flying around and shooting each other and everything was, was amazing stuff. So uh, we were all blown away by the trailer. And then when we actually saw the movie, I mean, th- if you think about it, in 77, there was nothing like that. Mm-mm. You know, really. No. Uh, yeah, 2001 and Planet of the Apes and Logan's Run and things. But, you know, you didn't have anything like Star Wars. So uh, just blown away. And, you know. It's always like, you know, even the second movie, when you got to Empire, it was still an event yeah. when the movies yeah. came out. It was like, okay, we got to go opening weekend, see this thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're wondering how the story's progressed since the last movie. And, um, yeah, ever since then, you know, every one has been right. a big event to go out. So it's really something to kind of build around, you know, get a group of friends, go out, right. see the new movie and, you know, discuss it after and. There's so much layers to it that, you know, you could discuss it forever. True. Uh, you know, I want to touch on um, what was out there at that time. You'd mentioned 2001, Planet of the Apes. Television, we had Star Trek, Doctor Who, Space 1999, right? right? As far as, like, science fiction that we could view. There well, was some Space cartoon. Space 1999 was, like, the big, exciting thing at the time you know as far as tv goes well visually but yeah. but pacing wise oh, well, i don't know <laughs> no, I mean, really though, because you know you had star trek and reruns next generation hadn't been on yet right and uh space 1999 it was new it was shiny it was you know well i i grew up on doctor who as well so yeah, you know we can get into that in another episode but i yeah uh, i'm never just saying really watched i was never really into doctor who yeah i mean comparison wise that's what the landscape was right. and then this this movie, this film, Star Wars, 
hit like a bolt of lightning, uh, you know, and I don't yeah. want to over exaggerate this, but it changed my life forevermore. I mean, well, it was, yeah. Star- it was Jaws that created the summer blockbuster, <clears throat> right? Star Wars advanced this the summer blockbuster mm-hmm. and it was Star Wars that created the merchandising you know the Absolutely. merchandising boom around movies so. yeah uh, Walker go ahead and share some uh, some well, love for Star Wars with us just to to feed off of some of what we were just talking about too mm-hmm. the other thing about Star Wars is that it was taken up by everybody so it wasn't just the nerds like if you liked Star Trek you were part of that little subpopulation of nerds, you know? Right. Or if or if you liked Planet of the Apes or whatever, you you know, you were in this little pocket universe of you and your your dorky friends, right? But like Star Wars, everybody liked Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to varying degrees. Like and people who got really, really into it, of course, were people like us. But <laughs> you know, everybody, generally speaking, went to see it and liked it and you know that's why it's become such a huge part of the culture and that was a big change for for sci-fi films although i i would sort of shift star wars into more like space opera space fantasy that kind of thing it's certainly not more hard science fiction but it made this kind of thing more acceptable and i think star wars is really responsible in a lot of ways for opening the door to these kind of, you know, what would have been considered nerdy kind of movies. Um, and now look at it like the biggest movies uh, that people go see are like the Marvel movies. And, and you know, sci-fi yeah, films Wars. are the big standard now. Yeah. No, well, you for make a, for good a long point. time, Star Wars was the number one grossing film of all time, right? Yeah. Until so, it was, what dethroned it, do you remember? Titanic. Was it Titanic? Oh, I think it yeah. was Titanic. And I always then, say yeah. watch Poseidon Adventure. It's the same, same result, but a whole lot less time. <laughs> it was less singing. Uh, let's kick it over to newly promoted Lieutenant Debbie. Star Wars. Star Wars. When, oh. when were you uh, first, when did you first fall in love with, with the thing that is Star Wars? I know that I saw... Um, the Empire Strikes Back, but I cannot remember exactly when it was. I have vivid memories, though, of going and seeing um, Return of the Jedi out at a theater in Saratoga. Um, mm. But I can remember when I was younger, right about 83 or thereabouts, um, my parents had this record of the original Star Wars. We still have to this day. It's not playable, but the story I can remember my brother and I listening to it and just staring because it had all the pictures of you know the first episode oh my gosh now this is the one it had like pages like a little book right no this actually was just the the it opened up and there were maybe a dozen pictures so was it 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 was the music or was there like a a narrative it was just the record of the music oh okay all right when when i was a young lad I had the album that was a story of Star Wars, and it was a guy that sounded like Alec Guinness oh, wow. giving a narration on, you know, the droids went down to the planet, but you know, and that was a very poor impersonation of Alec Guinness on my part. <laughs> but but please, Debbie, I'm sorry. Continue. No, and then it just it's. So you saw Empire first, before Star Wars. I think so because mm. I'm. That was a. That was a cameo by Cadet Teddy. <laughs> I was maybe three months old when the original Star Wars came out. Ah, okay. So 
I did not see that until it came out on video years later. So, yeah, t- talking about the drama record in that. Um, mm. And drama records were big back then because you didn't no. have home video. Right. So, you know, you could buy a record and it's got a condensed version of a movie on it. And, you know, that was a big thing. But they also did like a radio play. Yeah, I know they, right. And yeah. some of the actors came back yeah, to do yeah. their. Well, Mark Hamill came back. He, he played Luke. And then I think uh, Anthony Daniels was C-3PO. <laughs> right. And everybody right. else was different. But they had all. The, they got the rights to do. It was all like, like a UCLA, I think, uh, huh. a radio play. And they had gotten the. Uh, they had gotten the rights to use the music and the sound effects. Uh-huh. So it sounds, you know, pretty authentic. And it's like I think, you can get it on CD. I think it's like a nine CD set or something right. like that. And um, we can stream it now. Yeah. I'm sure. So uh, it was interesting. My cousin Joe Leone, who's an actual. Listens to every episode. <laughs> shout out! Uh, the shout out uh, turned me on to this thing, and I've got the whole set, and I haven't quite listened to it yet, but I'm going to. Because yeah. I mean, it's a big investment if you want to sure. sit on it. Oh, yeah. But it's like yeah, it's like listening to old time radio drama, and, but it was Star Wars. Well, you know, I, I want to echo uh, what all of you have have shared so far. Um, I've gotten into when I first saw Star Wars and and that whole backstory. Uh, the wonderful Bob Wilkins showing stills of Darth Vader and a dewback, Stormtrooper on a dewback. And they were black and white. At, at least in my mind, that's how I remember being introduced to, uh, to Star Wars until seeing the film. But one of the things that really, I think, you know, there's a lot of times where we go see a movie now and they have to, you know, use a part of the film, sometimes more than they need to, to give a backstory and explain this is this hero and this is what happened to the hero and this is how they became a hero. And and it's part of the story of their journey. With Star Wars, it was just like, here's a farm boy on a planet that has a binary, you know, star or a sun and there's an empire and there's a warrior and there are these Tuscan raiders and and it, it didn't give you the backstory on why this was that the planet tattooing the empire you just went into this adventure and it felt like you were a part of the adventure you weren't just mm-hmm. watching it you were going along for the ride and I think emotionally that's how I got invested into this story, you know. And George, George Lucas says, you know, he had enough money for Star Wars. And so they, there was a hope that they could do a second film, but there was no plan. And then it blew up and his bank account blew up. And George was able to finance Empire Strikes Back without having to get money from this company or that, uh, you know, company. And and you know it, it just has taken off since then well, so kind of like that's when uh, George first said oh well this is actually the first of a middle part of a three right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you remember what they did with those apes movies I'm gonna do that here too um, he was very savvy if you guys haven't seen the Netflix series um, the toys that made us they talk about yeah, Star Wars toys. Yes, we watched that. Yeah, and and I mean, they they made a killing because George, he I forget how much he let go of like whatever the uh, the rights to this and the rights to that. He asked them to keep the rights to the merchandising, and up to that point, there were no Wookiee underoos and you know Darth Vader keychains or anything like that. 
But I remember when the necklaces, I still have my Darth Vader necklace, started coming out for $10.99. And the fan club came out for $20 a year. And the underoos and the action figures and, you know, the iron-ons. and Commander Larry is wearing his underoos for this episode. (laughs) I remember uh, even when the first movie was out, you know, it was showing in the mall, the San Maria Town Center. And we had the, uh, the at the time, what seemed like a fantastic thing where they had three theaters in one. What? That's, I know. How, how could you have three separate theaters in one? But right across from that, they had a T-shirt shop. And it was those, those you know, iron-on. They had those big, you know, presses, but they yep. were basically iron-ons. And they had all these different Star Wars applications you could get. And uh, unfortunately, it seemed like they were always out of like Darth Vader. And, <laughs> you know, I, I got stuck with like a one with like I liked Luke, but it was Luke and 3PO. And I was like, man, I want something really cool like Luke and, you know, Han Solo or something. Right. It was Luke and 3PO. But, you know, I wore that shirt to death. Well, yeah, back in the back in the time. That was probably one of those iron-ons that could stop a bullet, too, right? <laughs> those big old thick vinyl iron-ons. Super stiff, yes. Yeah. yeah. But at <laughs> uh, the time, I was growing up near Marine World, Africa, USA. And uh, they had actually supplied the elephants right. that were under the the Bantha uh, mm-hmm. Costume. costumes. And so a friend of mine, his sister worked at Marine World, so we were able to get in all the time for free. So we'd go hang out. And they actually had one of the Bantha outfits. Like, on display. That's on display cool. there. Yep. Oh, wow. And uh, I think that's the first time I ever saw like an actual prop from an actual movie. Because mm. back then, it's like conventions were like little little affairs, you know, held in like high school gymnasiums or, you know, hotel <laughs> right. maybe. Um, but they never had props. They've had, you know, like yeah. toy props and things. But yeah, this is actual, wow, this was actually used in this movie. And here it is right in front of me. And yeah. I saw that, that too. Cool. I remember it. Yeah, it was. It was astounding. Well, um, and, and that was kind of cool because so much was still done with practical effects rather than CG. And I, I have to say, I, it just bugs the crap out of me when I go back and I see, like, we can't get the original Star Wars anymore. Oh, you can I know. only get you know, the whatever Enhanced. upgraded George's real vision. I have it. I have it. Well, um, I have yeah. a VHS one of the first DVD version. releases. It was the uh. original movie without all the enhancements. And so yeah. yeah, I have the original trilogy with no enhancements. But, but like, you know, the, the, the Banthas and everything, they were perfect. Like, you know, they would just have the elephant, you know, hold its trunk in its mouth. It's like, that's genius, right? right? You just put the costume on it and it looks great. It looks so much better to me than like all the stupid CGI creatures that they shoved into Mos Eisley. Now it looks like Mos Eisley looks like it's, you know, like India or something. It's so packed with creatures and aliens and crap. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just, I love all the practical stuff they did. And, And one of the things that was really great about Star Wars at that time, and, you know, people now might not get how cool it was, or is was how old everything looked all the ships right. looked worn and dirty and and run down and you never saw that in other science fiction yeah, films everything like looked bright and shiny that. you know exactly any idea whose idea was that was that dennis Murin or one of those guys or i, I don't a good know question. or was or did george say hey let's dirty up the spaceships i'm sure it's I out there somewhere it, but 
maybe it, I, and I don't recall who like the set designer was at that time, if they would have had some input into that. Um, well, design, God, Dykstra was one of the designers, right? Well, I, I know. Yeah. He, so I don't know did if, the models. I can't, I'm trying to think in the original paintings. Ralph McQuarrie. Art, Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah. If, if he actually, uh, Painted dirty spaceships. Or His it stuff. Like, it was know. worn. I, I don't know that there was anything like bright and shiny and new. I mean, Walker, I could be wrong. Do you recall? No, but I mean, it, it just made you feel like it was a, a real. You just like to your point, Larry. Like you get thrown into it. It right, part of right, it, yeah. I think, was that it looked like a real universe, like a worn universe. Just like it, you know, if you're walking around the street here, you would see cars with broken tail lights, or you would mm-hmm. see, you know, cars with dents and stuff. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. And it kind of helped, I, I believe, as an audience member, acclimate into the film. And, and yeah. it was just like, okay, boom, here we are. Maybe it had something to do with uh, expense, too. Maybe it might have been a little cheaper for them to, like, yeah, we'll just use this thing we found over here and this thing over that here. Could, and Well, I, th- I think, yeah, I, you know, when in doubt, credit George, right? So I think, uh-huh. yeah, I think George just wanted it to look like I mean it wasn't like crystal cities and things it was you know huts and and things and all these on all these planets and I think he wanted the spaceships to kind of match all that you know and just you wouldn't have like like the farmhouse that uh, Luke lived in and then have a brand new shiny speedster coming out of it so Well, and, you know, Tatooine was like a desert planet, so it was kind of like, you know, sun-bleached and stuff like that. It wasn't until later films till we went to, like, Bespin uh, or, or Coruscant or, or stuff like that. I'll tell you what, no prize out there to any of the listeners who can uh, give us an answer on that or cite a source. Was it in a book or a documentary or whatever? Um, I'm kind of curious. Um, but like Bob said, otherwise, just credit George. <laughs> When in doubt. So, so we see Star Wars, and then um, Debbie had a unique experience in that she was introduced to Empire first. But I remember when I heard about Empire Strikes Back, that in the trailer it was just Vader breathing, you know, because they they would rerun Star Wars periodically at at the movies, um, whether it was the the uh, bicentennial. I know it's a you know they had the celebration of the poster had. Um, Oh, what was it? Uh, no, it wasn't Bicentennial. It was Fourth of July, and they had three PO and R two D two dressed up in uh, American flags and Fourth of July stuff. But anyway, Empire. Um, very, very seldomly will you watch a movie that is better than the first, if not as good as the first movie. Well, in my opinion, Empire just blew away the first movie. I okay. mean, I thought that was the best of the best right there. You, you've, okay, and a lot of people feel there. that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Debbie, what, do you, what are your thoughts about Empire versus Star Wars? I mean, was it as good, better than? or? It's not my favorite of the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like it. I, I did. I yeah. really did. Yeah, and uh, how about you, Karen? Up to the satellite. I think Empire is the best in terms of overall production and, and, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's a a fantastic movie all the way around. Mm -hmm. I have a sweet, I mean, my, my heart will always love Star Wars. The first movie 
because uh, it just the impact it had on my young mind and heart at the time. <laughs> so it's hard for me to choose between those two, but those two are my my two favorites. They're they're pretty much tied for me. Yeah, um, I, I go back and forth. I, I I'm like you, Karen. It's like. You know, going into Star Wars, I had no idea what a Wookiee was or a Jawa or, a, you know, a Jedi. And and going into Empire, not that it took away anything, but, you know, you, you kind of knew where you were going in this film. And, and, boy, did they take you places in the film. I mean, it just blew my mind with Luke becoming a Jedi and, you know, Vader becoming his father or was his father. And, you know. Yeah, yeah that's one of the strong points of the film because... You go in there already invested in these characters. Yeah, yeah. And, but but uh, like Karen, the first film just kind of, I guess your first love, you know. Yeah. I mean, forget all the other movies. And if you just take Star Wars and Empire, it's like light and dark, black and white. You know, yeah. it's like the first one's like a, a lighthearted adventure. Right. The second one is just like. Takes you to takes the Takes you right into the depths of, of whatever. <laughs> and again, you know, when you first watch that in the theaters, there was no internet. There was no spoilers. No, there were no, no rumors. Right. So when you go in there and Lu- and Darth Vader tells Luke he's his father, right? Everyone in the theater is like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. nobody knew. No one had a clue going in. Yeah, it was it was something else. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about Empire. One of the first things that introduced me to the Empire. Well, I want to say it was Bob Wilkins with a, another. I think this one was in color, but it was the um, Bounty Hunters, right? Oh yeah. And and prior to that picture being shown, I am one of the few people that actually saw on network television. It was CBS, the Star Wars Christmas special, <laughs> and that was the first time they showed. It was a cartoon version of the Bounty Hunter Boba Fett. The Boba Fett, yeah. yeah. But I, I do remember and just getting excited because Boba Fett got the best of the heroes, yep. Luke and Han. Well, I know Boba Fett had such a small role in those initial movies, and yet he became this big cult mythic. Hero. Yeah, and that was very disappointing figure. to me. If I, if I were to have any critique is how little screen time Boba Fett actually well, got. Right. Yes. And he's supposed it, to be this incredible badass. But if you look at what really happened with him... He was pretty worthless, to be honest. <laughs> he really was. His son was much better than... He than, just fell down not. the worm pit, right? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I guess it wasn't his son. It was his... Uh, his dad. His dad, yeah. His yeah. dad was good. He was... He, or maybe I'm getting it mixed up. I don't know. I can't remember now. <laughs> but yeah, but he was he was pretty he was pretty crappy. You know, he didn't do much. And then, yeah, he got swallowed. And I don't know if the burp is still... Is the burp still in there? Was that the original or... The burp was enhanced. Yeah. The burp was enhanced, I think. I don't think okay. there was a burp in but, the original. Uh, you know, kind of going back to, you know, originally dis- discovering Star Wars and that. And we're all old codgers here, but, like, <laughs> Lieutenant Debbie has three kids now. They obviously didn't discover Star Wars with Star Wars, right? They, oh, no, I helped them with that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> what was the first one they saw in the theater and... Did you catch them up before, or did they go back and watch the older ones after? Or they, I'm trying to remember. I know back in the late 2000, like 2010, 2011, uh, they were re-releasing the one through three uh, in the theaters, 
and I decided I was going to take the kids to go and see episode one in 3D. And mm. at that point in time, I guess they were, it was Memorial Day or Labor Day and they were running um, all of them from one to six. Um, so they saw the prequel on cable. So first. they saw the prequels mm. before they saw uh. the um the other three, I think. I can't. I, it was so long I ago. I if that's I can't a good remember. way to do it because then it's like you're watching the story as it develops and you're not like watching the middle trilogy and then going back and watching how it happened. It, it yeah. takes away from Empire. No, I yeah. correct myself. They did see the first, the uh, original three because it explained to my youngest how she got her name. Uh-huh. In a roundabout oh. way, her name is Leah and... There you go. So, yeah. I uh, yeah, I I would with my niece Kayla, um we had a uh precursor to DVD. It was called Laserdisc. I thought you were going back to tape again. No, no, no. <laughs> we we upgraded from the tapes and we had the Laserdisc. And this Laserdisc, um it wouldn't flip the disc. You'd have to pop the disc out. Flip Intermission it over. Time. Yeah, exactly. So I had the first three movies and uh, Kayla would come hang out on the weekends and I'd be like, all right, which Star Wars movie do you want to watch? And she'd be like, oh, surprise me, surprise me. <laughs> so I'd pop in, you know, whatever. All right, and, we're watching the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, right, that was her introduction to Star Wars. Now at that time is when video games were very popular for the kids and stuff. Oh, video so games. So some of the special effects to her were kind of like, Wah, wah, wah. You know, whereas when I was a kid and I saw it, it was like, oh, my God, they blew up a Death Star. How did they do that? Um, she grew up with Jar Jar Binks. And she, to this day, she loves Jar Jar. And he has a fan. He, you know, <laughs> it, it, she just she would laugh every time. So it was a lot of fun being able to take Kayla in 1999 to see episode one, stand in line, bring out the lawn chairs, do all that fun stuff. And um, very disappointing after we saw the film. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Without, uh, we're going to jump around. I mean, we'll we'll get back to Return of the Jedi. But one of the things with episode one that I was looking forward to was seeing the Jedi in their prime. Yes. A younger Yoda, a younger Obi-Wan. And we got a little bit of that in episode one. But not enough. All that other kind of stuff happened. And it was like, well, you know, I don't know. What, Karen, what, what did you think about episode one? Well. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An exciting pod race. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, I don't have real fond thoughts of the, the original trilogy. I think, you know, for me, the biggest issue was that, um, and, and he's not in uh Phantom Menace, but my biggest issue was just with the casting. Um, I, I didn't think that. Um, oh man, now I'm blanking on his name. You and McGregor, uh, the guy who played Anakin. Oh, uh, uh, Christian, um, Christian, Hayden Christian, Hayden Christian. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I just I didn't think he was very well cast, and the way they had him acting, he just seemed like this really petulant jerky guy and I thought this guy this guy's gonna be Darth Vader (laughs) um so that was my problem with with the the trilogy in general Mm. uh Phantom Phantom Menace has some good moments and I really like 
uh, Qui Gon. He's I think he's really cool. Yeah. Um, and and Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor does a, a nice job as young young Obi Wan. So that's fun. Uh, not a Jar Jar fan. Sorry, Kayla. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, mm, that's probably the movie I've, the Star Wars movie I've seen the least, to be honest. Mm. Bob? Well, Misa no like Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, the first trilogy, you know, the prequel trilogy, whatever you want to call it, they all kind of meld in together for me. It's like. I, I keep saying I need to go back and revisit them. Maybe I will leading up to the new movie in December. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I've watched them all. And, you know, they all had cool moments, you know, cool fights and things. But, yeah, they just all kind of blend into one big, long slag. Yeah. What about you, Debbie? I truthfully skipped the first two, and I watched the third one. Oh, really? Yeah. I like <laughs> so the third you've never one. seen them? No, I've seen them. I, oh, okay. I own all of them. It's okay. just I would when they prefer came out. right. I would prefer yeah. to watch if I sat down and watched them. I'd prefer to watch the third before any of the other two. Mm. Uh, I you know I'm I'm okay with the first episode. I don't know about Metachlorians. I'm I'm so happy that JJ took the Metachlorians out of the equation when he um, came into the franchise. Clone Wars, I I like. Um, I like the dynamic between Obi-Wan and, and uh, Anakin. And, um, you know, it's a little bit of a stretch how he falls in love with the princess and all that. And then uh, Clone Wars, and then what's the third one? Attack, uh, oh, Revenge, Revenge of, of the Sith? Yes. There how are soon some, we forget? I know. There are some cool moments between Anakin and Palpatine. Um, and I just love the actor that plays Palpatine, Ian um, McDermott. McDermott, yeah. Oh, I, I I really love what he did with the Emperor in uh, Episode Two and Three. Um, just a great villain. Um, hey, look, any film with Samuel Jackson's good in my book. Yes, we got Samuel Jackson uh, playing a Jedi. Only purple lightsaber I've ever seen in the franchise. Yes, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, he insisted on it. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they showed him the lightsaber. He's like, well, where's the purple one? They made one for him. So that's like the pimp one. Yeah, hey, you know, <laughs> it's Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, so any any other thoughts on the first three? <laughs> We're going to kind of skip over that rather quickly. Yeah, yeah, I really like the the fight with uh, Yoda where he gets to, <sighs> where he actually gets to fight and jump around and flip. And, and with uh, Count so, Dooku yeah. or with the I, Emperor? I have a lot of mixed feelings uh, on with that. With Dooku, but, um, well, you, you don't like Yoda jumping around? and I mean, he was I, supposed I, to be a very, uh, you know, powerful Jedi in his time, and He's so small, he's got to do something. So yeah. I guess jumping in. He was like a little frog or something. It just, to me, I just didn't see that as being Yoda's power. I, I guess I thought of him as much more spiritual. It was comical to me. I just laughed through the whole thing because I just thought it was so ridiculous. I, I don't know. It just seemed really silly to me. Huh. I don't know. I, I yeah, I, that's one of my favorite <laughs> Parts of See, it, to each his own. Some people like yeah. mustard, some people like ketchup. No, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and then when he fought Sidious or, or uh, the Emperor in the third movie, um, that that to me was cool. 
That was but like in the hangar, right? Yeah, in the yeah. in the Senate. In the Senate. Because he was throwing the Senate pods yes. at him, and he was like, right. Yoda got overpowered, and. And Jedi always run away when things go don't go their way. They run away and hide. Well, and <laughs> that apparently that's what they do. They give up and they hide. Well, well you know, <laughs> it's kind of it's not the most uh, uh, you know inspiring group of people. Not not all Jedi. I mean, Kayatimandu. He stood his ground when the troopers went against him, and um, Master Plo. He you know got blown out of the sky. I mean. Yeah, Yoda and Luke run and hide, but I I wouldn't. Obi Wan. Obi Wan, yeah. I, well, um, Obi Wan wasn't hiding so much as taking care of Luke, or watching over him. He could have helped put down the Empire. He could have raised, helped raise forces for the rebellion, and done all this other stuff. Instead, he's just farting around on the desert planet, waiting for this kid to grow up. Farting around. <laughs> <laughs> he was milking blue cows. Okay, damn it. Yeah. Um. Well, that's a discussion for another episode. We still still have some more Star Wars to be thankful for. Um, what do you guys think of uh, Darth Maul? Oh, I loved him. You loved him. He was awesome. Right. It was a different kind of villain who kind of. It was yes, and that double sided. Uh, yeah. Lightsaber that was. I wish we could have had more of that. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe See, that we was will case. after Solo, right? Well, yeah, after oh. Solo, if they decide to do another. If they ever decide to do another movie. We shall see. Walker, what were you going to say about the double-edged? It's sort of like the opposite of Boba Fett. Like, Darth Maul was really effective and cool. Mm. And they killed him off, like, right away in the movie. They should have kept him around for, like, three movies. Well. Because he actually did something. Well, well, I know he came back. He would detract from Darth Vader, though, right? Yeah. Or Rebels. He does come back. In he, the he comes back in the yeah. That'll, we'll we'll go into the cartoons then. The animated um, series Clone Wars. Um, they brought him back. Now before we get into that, there is a comic book uh, that was called. It wasn't called Imaginations, but it was uh, Visions, Star Wars Visions, and uh, it was quote unquote not canon, but in my book it was. And and actually, it kind of became canon because yes. they took that story. And, and kind of incorporated into canon. Basically, Darth Maul didn't die uh, at the end of the uh, fight. His upper torso survived. It got cauterized or whatever. And um, I can't remember how, but he gets these um, cybernetic legs attached to him. The chicken legs. Right. And it kind of drove him kind of crazy, though, because he was never quite the same Maul that he was in episode one. Um, these legs were kind of like General Grievous's leftovers or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the animated series, you saw the animated series, right, Karen? Yeah. And Debbie, you, you've seen the Clone I've Wars? I've seen a good portion of it. Bob, you haven't, right? Outside the movies, I have pretty much ignored it. Okay. Everything. Well, you know, that's okay because... In fact, when we did Solo, right. that was my whole thing. Like, okay, so how come Darth Maul's back? <laughs> right, right, I remember. Explain, well, there's a series where... You know, this is the thing, too, and this is why the, the three of us, four, work so well together. Because in our last episode where we were talking about Halloween episodes, Bob was able to say, well, Buffy and Angel, and, and I've never seen these. Well, that's because I was watching The Clone Wars while he was watching Buffy and Angel. So <laughs> we kind of play off, you know, and Karen will have, you know, her uh, 
Well, so that's the whole thing about people ask me, you know, because I guess I'm in about that age range for like the whole Transformers and stuff. And it's mm. like, yeah. no, I was ignoring Transformers because I was watching like Mazinger Z and Grandizer and Rydine. And yeah. I was just thought Transformers was like a cheap knockoff of the Japanese super robots. So only so many thing, hours yeah, in a I mean, day. You only watch so much and you pick your poison. Well, so then the Clone Wars and, and Karen Debbie, correct me if I'm wrong. But they, there were some witches that helped heal his mind because Darth Maul actually had a brother that was Darth. Oh crap! Oh, he was um, not Darth Sidious. It was Darth. He wasn't a Darth. He was a. Uh, oh, good grief! Yeah. You lost anyway, me now. it was Wayne and Darth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So. Um, and then it was, uh, so uh, Maul gets healed. He becomes the head of this, like, mafia, like, space mafia. He and his brother, and they're they're trying to overtake... Savage Oppress. Savage yes. Oppress. That's right. I remember... Oh, man. Anyway, that was good, good series, good, good episodes. The Mandalorians came into play, though, with, with uh, Darth Maul and his getting into the they, mafia. Uh, yes. And then I want to say, and my mo- memory's a little fuzzy, wasn't it Palpatine who then takes down Maul? Karen, do you recall? Oh. I want to say something like that happened. You know who we should have on here is Michael. Michael would know. Uh, Michael watched these religiously as how I watched them. A future know. episode. <laughs> <laughs> thankful for Star Wars and uh, thankful. Uh, wish Michael was here to help be thankful with us. Anyway, if, if you guys haven't seen the Clone Wars, um, they are bringing it back. It ended very unceremoniously. And a lot of us fans were really like bewildered and pissed. Like, why'd you end it? And they introduced the Rebels cartoon um, after that. And I thought Rebels was, eh. I've seen a couple episodes. I was not Karen impressed. Did you watch any of the Rebels? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you know, they... they Wait a minute. You're talking, are you talking about the, the new one they just did? Or are you talking about the... Um... It's not Rebels. I'm sorry. Right. Ezra Pritchard, or uh, that was um, yeah. Sabine. Yeah. Oh, I loved Ezra. Oh, I loved Ezra. Um, yeah. I can't think of the name of it. We are well prepared for this podcast. <laughs> well, there's just we're so thank- much. We're thankful for Star Wars to a point. There's so <laughs> much Star Wars out there. You can't, you know, keep it all into context. We still have to talk about the Mandalorian, which is in our uh, not-so-distant future. Even though none of us have seen it yet. But, yeah, but we will. Rebels. Oh, you're, you're thinking of Resistance, maybe, We've got Larry, Rebels, that, that's Clone the Wars, Resistance. One. Rebels was good. Resistance. I've not seen Resistance. No, yeah, it, okay, so it was Rebels. Resistance yeah, is the new it one. It was Rebels, Resistance. Yeah. Okay. Rebels was really good. Thank you. I'm not going insane. Um, the, the big reveal for me on that, though, was at the end of Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tano, Anakin's Padawan learner, leaves the Jedi yep. Order because she's just like, this is not right. She was right. And she was right. And she becomes like the secret operative or whatever in Rebels at the end. I forget what the code name, her code name is, but it was like, Shadow Cat is, you know, Ahsoka. 
And I always thought, you know, JJ should have found a way to bring Ahsoka into oh, that would have his been Star Wars so and cool. say, yeah. look, I was Darth's. Because that fight scene that they had in that temple between her and Anakin is cinematic. Yeah. And, just and if you could have really done good. that live action, oh my God. Right? That could have been. <sighs> I mean, Karen, when you first saw that coming, did you realize what the outcome would be or how just impactful that was going to be? I mean. Yeah, that that was bringing her into that. And then actually having Vader, too, that was just amazing. And, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you kind of wish you could have seen right. in live action, you know. And I was hoping they would bring Ahsoka into the live action. So They still I could. They, I don't they know. They could. Uh, well, and, you know, that was one of the things that um, we, we talked about solo with Bob um, asking, well, wait a minute, how Darth Maul? I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of Darth Maul. I think the intention after they didn't expect Solo to do so bad. Yeah, they were supposed yeah. to carry it on. They were going to do another one and explain more, you know, of Kara and Darth Maul and, and the Syndicate and all that. Right, exactly. And it, you know, because of how poorly it did when they released it in the wrong time of year, it, you know. Well, one never knows uh, now with Disney Plus coming out True. what they will, um, what they'll do. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I will say, so we kind of talked about Solo, the standalone, quote-unquote, standalone Star Wars movies. We don't know if we'll see any more of those. But for my money, you can watch the original Star Wars and, um, oh my God, drawing a blank, too much Star Wars overload. Rogue Stardust, One? Ro- Rogue, Rogue One. One. Back to back, and they work so well together. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way I, I had a little problem with the Carrie Fisher CGI, but um, Darth or not Darth, um, Grand Moff Tarkin, the, the oh, way Peter, that they CGI'd Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Oh, he was. That was good. Well, that was I mean, really good. Could you I mean, Karen, did you notice like any kind of a glitch or? You could tell it was it was not really Peter Cushing. I mean, it, you know, there's still some stuff going on there where it's like, well, it doesn't quite look yes. totally human. I think there was but, my problem with that was I had seen, you know, I grew up watching Peter Cushing, not just in Star Wars, but in the Hammer films and everything else. And, you know, he, Peter Cushing is ingrained in my brain. So mm. you could see all the flaws, basically, if you know and you've watched many Peter Cushing movies, and it was just—it was just hard for me to suspend my disbelief. And well, my, Debbie and I were blissfully unaware, so I'm blissfully <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> In my case, I'm not that. Go back and watch more Dracula movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, overall, I thought Rogue One was a was a good good picture. Um, I, th- I thought it was a really good movie. It's just just the. The Peter Cushing thing kind of took me out of parts of it. Mm. So, we alluded to The Mandalorian. So far, what do we know about Disney Plus? They're going to have a plethora of Marvel TV shows and animated. Every bit of money they can out of us by putting all this cool (laughs) stuff on one channel. Well, you know, I thought that too, but I there was this deal for D twenty three, and it it broke down to like four bucks a month. 
yeah, for I Disney missed, Plus. I missed that one. That was like Labor Day or something. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know, Karen, did you uh, sign up for Disney Plus yet? You know, I haven't, but I, I figure I probably am going to have to, but it's just like <laughs> another one of these a la carte services. There's yeah. like a whole lot of podcast episodes coming up based on that stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I don't know about you guys. So between my wife and I, we have Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, uh, Shudder, CBS, DC. You still um, have DC? They never shut it off. So I don't know how oh, long I did I sign up for three years or I know. I mean, <laughs> yes, Bob, I do still have DC. I don't watch it, though. I mean, they pissed me off by canceling the Swamp Thing before the last two yeah. episodes were done going through production. And it looked like a good series, but I don't want to invest in something where they thought it was a piece of crap and don't want to, you know, continue with it. I mean, I've, I'm trying to think. I've got Netflix, Amazon Prime just because I have Prime, um, Crunchyroll, and uh, Toku, and that's it mm. right now. I guess Disney's coming up. Disney's are coming. And Toku can go, because I mainly had Toku to watch the old Ultraman shows, mm. and uh, Mill Creek is releasing them all on glorious Blu-ray and things, so I can uh, probably let Toku go. But um, if I did as many single channel subscriptions as you did I'd want to at least dump like my main cable satellite internet service whatever we yeah. cut back on cable in a major way to uh, yeah that's a whole nother discussion how about you walkie what kind of uh, what kind of uh, services do you have out there with regards to flicks and what well I don't have cable I, I use sling and I'm starting to question whether I even need that anymore. I just, hmm. there are still certain channels, I guess, that I want, but I may be able to access them other ways. And then it's like Netflix and Amazon and uh, now what else do I have right now? I, I don't have CBS All Access right now because I only use it to see Star Trek. So I'll pick it back up again whenever uh, Picard <laughs> comes on. And, uh, Pay for a month, binge, quit. Yeah, Yeah, and that's probably what I'll do with a lot of these things. I may binge stuff and then dump it, and, uh, you know, we'll see see how the Disney thing goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Disney has enough stuff to keep you on there for a while, right? Because they've got Mandalorian, but they also have all the Marvel stuff. I'm sure they're going to have more Star Wars, They're going to have an Obi-Wan series that has been confirmed. With Um, Ewan McGregor, right? With Ewan McGregor. But, I mean, they've got Loki, they've got uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Scarlet and Vision. Scarlet Vision. And, yeah, I mean, just what if? I would, I would get it just to watch what if. What if? I'm, I have high hopes for that, too. Who knows? Maybe next year we'll be thankful for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you guys, any any closing thoughts on, on the Star Wars universe, uh, Debbie? I'm hopeful. I'm looking forward to seeing the new movie, see what they're going to do to it. Oh, or yes. do with it, rather. Well, I think after so many people were disappointed with Last Jedi. I know we did a whole episode on Last Jedi. No. You know, but, and we were not as disappointed as some. But it's going to be interesting to see if they knee-jerk on the next movie or if they how much they change things or change them back or... You know, dismiss what happened in Last Jedi or what? You know, it'd be interesting to see. Very, Karen. Well, I am interested to see where 
the new film will go. Um, one of the, I've read a few articles in like Forbes and some other places that Disney is concerned that uh, the young kids, the really young kids, are just not as into Star Wars. And, you, you know, it kind of figures because there's a lot of different franchises and things out there that they're all interested in. So Star Wars isn't the only thing on the block for them to follow anymore. Right. So... You know, I'm kind of wondering where where is Star Wars going to go from here? We're, we're being told this is the last uh, movie in the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, sure, they can do a lot of other stuff. The Mandalorian is is looks really exciting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I think they are in sort of a transition state and they're going to have to figure out what's the next step for Star Wars. But, you know, so far I've been entertained and uh I'll I'll be ready to see whatever they come up with. Oh yeah, I'll, I mean, I, uh, I'll before it was like they'd be have like you know a few years between movies, or they'd have you know like a decade between trilogies or whatever. And that's uh, Cadet Teddy's opinion on the whole thing. <laughs> um, but no, I mean you know you have like a decade between trilogies or whatever. Now it's like Disney's just pumping them out one a year and series and whatever and I think it's just overkill and I think a lot of people are just kind of getting Star Wars burnout same can be said with the Marvel movies I mean they're they're coming out with a lot of Marvel TV shows is that sustainable I guess we'll we'll see I don't know if there's going to be another you know big hit like Endgame Spider-Man Far From Home yeah but uh, I don't know you know I mean that made a billion or whatever but I mean, I think it's going to be ebb and flow. It's going to be okay if it's a, a big movie or if it's a uh, event movie, then they'll probably do really well. If it's a, just a movie like like a Captain Marvel or an Ant Man or something, then you know, lower expectations, I guess. We'll see. I know they brought the creators uh, from um, Game of Thrones on to do a trilogy. Ryan Johnson, who did the second movie in this trilogy, is getting his own trilogy. Uh, which I'm not too excited about because I really think he really screwed up uh, his version of Star Wars. Um, I'm glad they brought J.J. back. I'm hoping J.J. is going to write the franchise, give us a good final Skywalker story. Uh, the fact that the Emperor is laughing at the end of the trailer just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I- I'm there. Take my money. <laughs> well, what about the whole potentially evil Ray thing? Let it go where it goes. I mean, you know, Anakin turned to the dark side. Why can't Ray? Maybe a twist will be Kylo turns good. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm excited. We'll we'll see where they go. I'm I'm excited that oh, actually, Disney Plus is bringing back the Clone Wars. Yes, they We're are. We're going to get another season yes. of the Clone Wars, so maybe they'll tie. Do you up think it's going to be the same animation, or do you think it's going to be? Uh, my understanding is it's the same animation. That'd be so cool. And. If it was. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited about that. Has anyone been to Star Wars Land out at the Disney parks in either Florida or... Uh, no, not yet. You, oh, yeah, I thought you guys did. We were going to go, but but we we changed oh. vacation plans. Uh, changed our minds. No, nope, yeah. not yet. Now, Lieutenant Debbie and I have tickets for the Star Wars celebration dun, 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 in 2020 dun, down dun, in Anaheim, and we will hit it while we're down there. That'll probably be the first time, I think. Ditto. Karen, my friend, any plans to oh. go to a... No, not in the immediate future, uh, mm. but, you know, maybe sometime next year. Maybe that's a lot of people's opinion because they, they're they saying it's not 
doing the booming vis- business that they thought it was. I don't know what's happening in Epcot, but I know my my um, father-in-law sends me a lot of articles about how it's failing at Disney parks, uh, Disneyland rather. Um, I think what's hurting Disneyland is that the other ride's not up and running, the rise of the resistance or the rise of the um, mm-hmm. whatever. So why would you go there and, and experience like, there's only two Just rides go, in the land. Because you immerse yourself in it. It's And yet none of us have gone yet. I know. Well, <laughs> so, it's money. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, How much does a ticket cost? Exactly. Yeah. My daughter and son-in-law were just in Disneyland, and I don't think they went to it. I think co-worker of mine went and didn't go because yeah. it was just too crowded. So. Well, I think that scares a lot of people off because they think it's going to just be like five-hour lines and whatever. Yeah. And let's just wait until things die down, but... Well, hey, don't get me wrong. Yeah. When I go, I'm going to be pot committed. I plan on building a lightsaber. I plan on getting, you know, liquored up on blue milk or whatever they <laughs> offer in the cantina. And <laughs> the two drink limit. <laughs> yeah, well. Be walking around in your Jedi robes. And... <laughs> no, the adults still can't. Oh, that's right. No, no dressing up, even can't for adults. Up. See, that might be a drawback, too, because I, I mean, I never really dressed up as anything, but. A lot of people, that's like a big part of their Star Wars fandom is is cosplaying and dressing up. And if if you can't, then that that might turn off a lot of people, too. You've got all the people that are on the Star Wars Celebration 2020 um, site on Facebook who are already working on their costumes for next year. Wow. And they're posting those already, and some are really good. But leave them in the hotel when you go over to Disneyland. Yeah, you can't wear them. Yeah, well, I know that Disney, that you can't dress up as Peter Pan and go through the park either, so. Would you want to? <laughs> there are people like out there, Bob. <laughs> there are people out there, Bob, who I, I would hazard a guess wouldn't mind doing that. Well, it is part, uh, we've come to that part of our podcast for our sensor sweep, and I have the honor of going over a uh, nice little piece of endgame swag that came my way. It was the Nano Gauntlet. This is the movie promo edition, so it's the smaller edition. It's not the life-size edition. It's about 120 bucks. Um, it's a Hot Toys um model of of uh iron man's gauntlet uh, that tony wears at the end of the movie and much the same as the infinity gauntlet uh movie promo edition uh the jewels light up make some sound um they are still available on the sideshow site uh it's a quarter scale figure so like i say it's not going to take up uh, a lot of shelf space so all of 19 centimeters tall and um, it has six LED lights like I said the stones actually light up and um, yeah it, it, it's a nice little collectible it doesn't take up a lot of space and uh, if you are into that kind of stuff go ahead and pick one up it runs off a of three um, AAA batteries so that's the power source. Like I said, doesn't take up a lot of space. It's a fun little uh, collectible. And uh, hopefully you're able to pick one up. Sounds nice. Very cool. On that note, this will conclude this transmission from Planet 8. 
We would like to thank all of our intergalactic audience for listening. Be sure to head on over to our website at www.planetatepodcast.blogspot.com where you can get more information on this episode's topic. For more conversation, find us on Twitter at Planet 8 Cast. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Planet 8 Podcast. We want to thank you guys for tuning in each and every episode. We look forward to your input and opinions. Until next time, this is Planet 8 signing off. End transmission. By George, he's got it. It is the end. The Force will be with you. Always.
so much, Mr. Emperor. I gotta admit, I'm a huge fan. I've been following your work for a long time. You know, Death Star, Order 66, that was awesome. God, leave us. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Uh, let me just get like a quick pick or something. Like I can get my phone out. Right <laughs>